Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blown to Bits, the podcast where we talk about all things nerdy. I'm your host, Ryan, and I'm joined by... I'm Charlie. I'm Nathan. All right. Now that we got that over with, <laughs> what's up, guys? <laughs> Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot, man. What's going on? Sunday in Paradise. Yep, yep. So yeah. we got Disney Plus. Oh, God. Just dive right down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, new Mandalorian show. Uh, second episode is out, but we're not going to talk about it because since it just came out, we don't want to spoil it for anyone. So we'll talk about the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, spoiler alert for that. It is all <laughs> things Star Wars. I love it. Man, it's so great. So, so great. I love everything about it. Every single thing about it. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Well, isn't like the first like word that you hear like in a different like language? What isn't? I don't remember. I think so. Didn't it open up? In the bar, yeah, mm-hmm. and like that, that one guy was just like pounding on the other guy, yeah. And I think it's just like you don't English is not the first like real like dialogue that you hear, and and then I thought that was like super cool. It just like yeah. automatically teleports you into like an alien it, kind of land. It's so immersive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean everything is just completely Star Wars. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. You know that that character, the the blue fin face kind mm-hmm. of person. <clears throat> you no, know, played that. Here's it. Horatio Sands from Who's, SNL. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Okay. I kind of thought it was that. Paul Giamatti at first, <laughs> but apparently it was Horatio Sands. Who? Probably not where it is. <laughs> so, uh, hi guys. Bye. Bye. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, babies. Bye. See ya. Bye, children. Who actually plays the the Mandalorian? Pedro Pascal, um, or Pascal, uh, he was the guy that got his face crushed in Game of Thrones. Okay. By the mountain. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I don't know if he's going to unmask in this series or not, but um, I guess we'll I mean, have to the, wait and see. Yeah, in the first ep- the episode, they're like, is it true that Mandalorians never take their mask never off? Never take your mask off. But there was also those flashbacks of when he was a kid. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling like he'll, he'll end up demasking at yeah. some point. Right. I think so too. Um, they've already cleared it for a second season, also, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I can't wait, man. I also love that it's not bingeable; like they're releasing episodes instead of like on a time mm-hmm. frame, instead of just putting it all out there. Like here you go, yeah. Netflix style. Right. That's that's smart. It, it keeps people engaged. Mm-hmm. Keeps yeah. people talking about it. Instead of, you know, everybody binge-watching it, talking about it for a week, and then mm-hmm. forgetting about it for a year. Yeah, man. It kind of brings people together, too, because there's some regulars at the public house that all got together last night mm-hmm. to watch the first two episodes. Cool. And I was like, yeah, man, this is like <laughs> real viewing experiences together again. And it's Star Wars. It's yeah. great. Which is super Yeah, cool. we should... Yeah. Uh, quit Diver Down and just start Star Wars night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should just Every do that. Friday. I think it comes out. On, I'm not sure what time it comes out on on Fridays, because uh, I just watched the second episode today. But yeah, that'd be kind of cool to have like a weekly viewing. Yeah, man, we should look into like the schedule yeah. and see if it has like because I mean a time they're only like release. thirty minute episodes, mm-hmm. so I think that's something that you could definitely throw into the schedule. Yeah. What was uh, your favorite part of the first episode? Hmm. I loved seeing the assassin droid. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah, just uh, IG eighty eight. Mm-hmm. Just because uh, I 
I've read a lot of the Star Wars books, and there's a, a book called The Bounty Hunter Stories. And in one of those stories, uh, IG-88, that droid, mm-hmm. uh, he's the, one of the main characters. And uh, in the story, he basically downloads his consciousness into the Death Star and becomes <laughs> the, the Death Star. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. And it's like right before they blow it up. Oh man! But he's yeah, he's like talking about like all oh, these pesky little flies on you know my side. They mm-hmm. won't bother me from my true mission. He's got this whole other agenda that he's working towards with the Death Star as his body, <laughs> and then uh, he ends up getting killed by oh, the rebels. Man. <laughs> it's a good book. It's it's got you know all the different bounty hunters that you see mm-hmm. uh, when Darth Vader brings them all in. Yeah, to, uh, yeah, Bosk like, and Bos- mm-hmm. Boba Fett, Shane, Boba Fett uh, yeah, Dengar, Dengar. Basically, Dengar. they they took all of those bounty hunters and they gave each of them a, a short story. Oh, that's cool. That's cool, man. Yeah, Bosk's is pretty cool. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. That is man. pretty cool. Yeah, I loved how um, he's just like self destruct. <laughs> that was awesome. Like so many times, it's like, oh, it's time to like, blow up now. How has he survived till then? <laughs> I know. It's like every time he's going to fail a mission, he just explodes. I was really sad that, that he didn't end up becoming a partner. I would have loved to see him on the ship. Right. Yeah. I'm sure like that we might see more of, of that later on. I don't know. He could probably get repaired somehow. Maybe, and he comes back around and is, maybe I mean, he's a goes droid, at it so there's obviously the Mandalorian. Like more like him, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I have a feeling that it was probably pretty expensive to have him on screen. So, yeah. yeah that was a really that. cool sequence. Mm-hmm. Like that, that battle was a lot of fun. There's a, a good battle in the second one, too. Nice. Okay. Yeah, mechanically, it looked so great. Um, yeah, I'm, that's maybe John Favreau's I influence because he did Iron Man mm-hmm. and Iron Man. I remember when that came out, mm-hmm. I was blown away with how great the mechanics of the suit looked. Yeah, you couldn't tell if it was like completely CGI created or yeah. if it was a guy that was green screened. I mean, it, it was good. It was I, really. I cool. think it was probably like a mixture of CGI and animatronics. Mm-hmm. That would probably make a lot of sense. A lot of the movement felt very, very lifelike. Yeah. Uh, with how clunky and droid like it was. Yeah. I really like the ending scene when it's the Mandalorian's mask and they're deciding what they're going to do with the baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. And you hear the blaster. And then, yeah, next scene, IG drops. And mm-hmm. I was like, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I've noticed in that show there is a lot. Of moments where you're, you're thinking, man, that would be a really good background on my computer. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful looking. It's mm-hmm. amazing. I love it. Everything about it. I love the closing credits, too, where they have everything painted mm-hmm. and it's still shots from the episode. And I noticed that in the second one, this isn't really spoiling anything, but mm-hmm. they just take frames and they have it as artwork over the oh, credits. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't watch the, the credits for the, the second episode because. I hope Charlie was downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Have you guys heard that apparently, I don't know, someone was telling me this at work at the pub, that Boba Fett and Jango Fett weren't really Mandalorians. You heard about this? I mean, Boba Fett wasn't because he was a clone of Jango. Yeah, but was, was Jango not? 
I haven't. Isn't that? Wouldn't that be crazy? I mean, I haven't read anything in the book about it, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me that he either wasn't one or was an outcast mm, because yeah. of the dealings that he had with, you know, the what was it called at that time, the Republic or the Empire? Something of the sort. What was the Empire before the Empire? The Republic. The Republic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his like dealings with them because bound- yeah. You know, bounty hunters, uh, Mandalorians, uh, it's more of a religion mm-hmm. than like a race or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, like in, in the second episode, he, he does quote, you know, weapons are part of my religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Beskar steel, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. When yeah. she uh, molds that. Like that foundry scene. Yeah. Really neat. And it's just a shoulder piece. And yeah. I'm like, oh man, by the end of this, what if he's all blinged Decked out in Beskar steel? Yeah. So that was pretty cool, like seeing yeah. his armor get replaced with better armor. Right. It's like upgrade. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can tell. Like you it's, leveled it's up. Kind of patchwork at the beginning, so you can see there's room for improvement. Mm. Like I think right now, it's his helmet and his shoulder piece are the only so. real armor. Because mm-hmm. everything else is all beat to hell. Yeah. Would you guys start with a helmet? Yeah. Oh Definitely. yeah. I would probably do helmet and then chest piece. Yeah. I think that's what I would do. That's a lot of metal to mm-hmm. get that chest Yeah, piece. he didn't have enough for that first bar. Yeah. Mm. But, I don't know. She said there was plenty of leftovers. She said the excess will fund something or other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, so cool. <laughs> yeah. I think it will be cool when uh, other Mandalorians come into the picture. Mm-hmm. Because I have a feeling, like, with this... Uh, child that he found that he's going to end up going rogue mm-hmm. I mean it's a Star Wars story so I mean he can't he's got to be the hero or even the anti-hero so you you, you know he's not going to end up turning that little kid in yeah I'm so interested in that too um, something else I noticed the doctor in the first episode that was asking uh, for I guess the bounty or like mm-hmm. what we came to realize was the little baby Yoda had the okay, Camino. Hold on, hold on. We can't call it baby Yoda. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I've seen it all over like social media and it's making me so mad. Well, is it, there's never been a, a race named for Yoda. There is not, uh, in the books, the baby called... Yoda race. Ling. <laughs> in, Yoda in the books, uh, they, they refer to them as wills like W H I L L S. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wheels. Huh? But, Canon, there is no name for them because Yoda was the only one. Oh, okay. Uh, but just say the child. The child. Yes. The child. Okay. Not baby Yoda. So, so the child <laughs> and not baby Yoda. I don't know. It's 50 years old, so can you really call it a child? Yes. Yeah, can I guess. Well, the patch The patch on the doctor's jacket is the symbol from Kamino, the clone planet. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. Oh. So, so it might be Baby Yoda. It might Could be, be Baby Yoda. Yoda clone. It might be um, Baby Child Yoda. I mean, he <laughs> is the only one that we've ever seen in that universe, especially like in the prequels. Mm-hmm. You would think they would have shown like some of his other race, but they never did. I mean, they showed E.T. for God's sake, but no other yeah. Yodas. Right. What is the likelihood that this has any effect on the rise of Skywalker? None. None, you don't think? I think they'll keep Because that Yoda, zero. Yeah. that child could show up in the rise of Skywalker, possibly, maybe. Mm. I think it. it's 
very unlikely that they will have the movies and the series coexist uh, mm. timeline wise because Marvel dealt with that as, yeah. as far as like the Jessica Jones and mm-hmm. Luke Cage and Arn Fist uh, they pretty much kept all the events from the movies out of the series because the timelines were so hard mm-hmm. to keep track of because a movie would come out you know in December and then the show would come out over a period of time and they pretty much said like it's just too hard to have a continuous timeline with movies and series i guess they kind of did maybe with peggy carter or agent carter a little bit and agents of shield talk about the avengers right but colson was all also in that movie Mm -hmm. so that kind of makes sense and Peggy Carter was in Captain America, but yeah, with the Defenders stuff in New York, they were never in any of the movies. But Mm-mm. so maybe in the next trilogy, they could introduce the child character. Possibly, if it's five hundred years in the future and it's middle aged, basically, I would love <laughs> right? to see it's a teenager. <laughs> I would love to see a Star Wars that goes way back to Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm. that would or, be awesome. Or even uh, Darth Bane, mm-hmm. uh, when you know the Jedi's were thousands, the Sith were right. thousands, and mm-hmm. you know it was a religion. And a, you know the Sith was actually a race uh, that looked very similar to Darth Maul, uh, from what I can remember from the books. Mm. Uh, cool. And Darth Bane uh, basically saw that all of the younger weaker sith were ganging up on the older sith and destroying them so the bloodline was basically getting weaker in the force as uh, time went on getting watered down yeah so mm. he decided to create the rule of two which is you know one master one apprentice one to hold the power one to crave the power mm-hmm. and you could only become the master by killing your own master and then taking on your own apprentice. And that would ensure that the Sith line would only become stronger instead of two weaker Sith taking out mm-hmm. a stronger Sith. So he ended up creating a thought bomb, which uh, he tricked all of the Sith that were alive together in one place to destroy the Jedi. Mm-hmm. They went down in this cave, and they basically melded all of their minds together. And when he triggered it, they created this force black hole. Oh, shit. That sucked, like, all the Jedi and all the Sith into it. Whoa. Uh, The only reason that the Jedi went on to live is because not all of them were there. Okay. So there were still, you know, a few hundred out doing stuff but they sent like the majority of their army to confront the sith but every single sith uh came to (laughs) just contribute to the thought bomb and so yeah he ended up killing them all and becoming the master and then he found like a young girl to be his apprentice but he's a badass i mean he was so powerful in the force uh he rode rancors Dude, yeah, he went. Like, Whoa, he went to the planet. That's where, a boss move, right mm-hmm. there. Yeah, he went to the planet where they were native, and uh, basically just <laughs> he didn't even like control their mind. He broke their mind and Whoa. was riding, yeah, on these <laughs> rancors. So that alone, seeing like this badass Sith 
riding a rancor in a movie because he yeah. he was originally raised in like the mines so he was like just pure muscle okay so because he had to like hold and... like a 300 pound you know jackhammer mm-hmm. you know 12 hours a day so he was huge and then he ended up finding this uh basically this living armor which was like these it said it was like half a meter long uh, creatures that resembled, I think the closest would be like a roly poly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they basically attached to his skin and you, you couldn't get them off. And they, they spread to where, like, when he slept, you have to, like, have this cage around his face so they wouldn't grow over his face. <laughs> Whoa. But what they did was they actually fed off of dark energy mm-hmm. and produced more, ang- like, uh, pheromones that would like make you angry okay so he was basically the hulk because Whoa. the the matter he got the stronger he got and it was just like this continuous cycle oh. so he was this giant <laughs> berserker and this living armor deflected uh everything including lightsabers so when he would actually go fight other jedis didn't matter how skilled they were because his hitbox was this big right and he would just go in and just destroy oh, them. I mean, just a you know, imagine the Hulk with a lightsaber and mm-hmm. impenetrable, like impenetrable skin. Yeah, man, and that's that's what he was. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. scary as hell. But mm-hmm. he also went to like the Sith uh, Academy, so, so he was he's smart. Yeah, and he was smart and cunning, uh, and he was trained in all the uh, lightsaber art forms. Which the books are cool because they actually go into detail about dif- different forms of lightsabers and they kind of explain like the different forms that like how Obi-Wan Kenobi or Qui-Gon Jinn had like completely different styles. Like, you know mm-hmm. how Obi-Wan always liked to hold it like back behind him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like apparently that's because it's like a certain style. I hear you. So like kind of like uh, like different stances like for samurai swords mm-hmm. and stuff yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a interesting theory about that uh, is from um, Mace Windu mm-hmm. and how his style is so similar to Kylo Ren's. And I think Mace Windu's style was he would use the dark side to, I, I guess, his advantage in combat, like melee combat. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like side-by-side comparisons, some YouTube video of how Kylo Ren did a lot of this backhand stuff, and that's how Mace was fighting yeah. Sidious pretty yeah, cool yeah i've heard the same as well it, you know samuel l jackson's gonna backhand a bitch oh <laughs> <laughs> just like he's the only one that was allowed to have a purple yeah. lightsaber Hand me my lightsaber exactly. says badass motherfucker on it no he he was like one of the they said <laughs> in the Kenobi. books and he was the form where he could channel the dark and the light at the same time yeah and that's how he fought which i mean would explain a lot with him definitely that's so cool, man. Yeah, so Darth Bane would be a very cool uh, movie. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. I'm interested to see what they do next because there's going to be another trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no so. more st- uh, Skywalkers after this, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. You think there's going to be another trilogy? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they they said there's they, they going said to. There's gonna mm-hmm. be. This is just the end of the the Skywalker right. saga. Uh, yeah, yeah. storyline. What do you think the rise of Skywalker means? 
Hopefully Luke comes back from the dead since <laughs> Brian Johnson was a dick. Mm. Killed him. I don't think it's gonna happen. It could be it could mean so many things. I hope Anakin comes back. I don't I don't foresee anybody coming back. <laughs> Man. Force ghost Anakin. I think Ray is gonna defeat the bad dudes and basically that's it. I think Kylo is the rise of Skywalker. I think he's gonna I think we get the good Kylo turn. And see mm. see a face turn. I mean the Emperor's supposed to be in it. Oh yeah. So I don't know how that's gonna happen. There's a new trailer coming out. The international trailer is supposed to be dropping this month mm-hmm. and there's gonna be more stuff with the Emperor in it, apparently, in the trailer. Exciting. Yeah, yeah that'd be crazy if Ray was a, a Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Cool. And uh like the roles get reversed. Right. So Kylo Ren has to take her out. Uh I just don't see any big giant twists coming. I feel like I don't trust anything anymore. I feel like that with this movie they're gonna play it safe just because they're they they have know. A, you've already pissed off so many people. They've I mean, had such a bad track record though, and it's JJ Abrams, he doesn't really go for big twists. Yeah. He plays it safe. I mean, th- look at like the Star Trek movies, you know. Yeah. They've screened three different versions of this film for test audiences. I do know that. Okay. So, I'm I wonder which one we're going to get. They need to screen it for uh for me, s- for Silent Bob. Oh, yeah. I think he would I would trust his judgment. Yeah. His podcast is pretty good. He did a post Avengers Endgame review on his podcast, and he was like in tears. Mm. It was really, it was really good. That guy is a super fan. That's why mm-hmm. I love his work. Yeah, his movies are pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. What was the Red Rising? No, not Red. Is the cult? horror movie he made. Yeah, it was about the cult. Uh, I can't think of it now. Well, I don't even know. It was a good movie. It was basically a, a cult movie. Uh, where? Oh, Red State? Yes. Red That's State. Red yep. State. Yeah. Yes. I remember that now. Yeah. I liked that movie. It's like, well, yeah, that was uh, pretty pretty neat. Mm-hmm. If anyone hasn't seen it, go watch it. Check it out. He should get a Star Wars movie. Or a Marvel movie. Yeah, or a series. Mm-hmm. Because he could crush that. Creative director. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. Let's get him on the podcast. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, Kev, call us up. Yeah. We know you listen. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Thanks for that 12 cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even know what we're up to now. We've got more than a dollar. I'm, yeah. I'm sure of that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Many. Mm-hmm. Many, baby. I think I made $13 off Spotify in 2018. When I cashed it in, that's that's pretty good. Okay, you might need to check yours, man, because I bet you got way hella more streams than I do. I don't know. You've got like twenty three monthly. I know because I listen. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) one of them's me, and I play it a lot. Yeah, shout outs to Sweden and the Netherlands. I've I've gotten gotten a listen or two from from those countries. Nice, man. All right, I think that's all the time we have for today. Cool. All right. Right. Till next time, everybody. Bye. Peace. Bye. Goodbye.
Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.